Expecto Podronecast! Welcome to Mischief Managed Podcast, your recommended dose of Harry Potter nonsense straight into your ear hole. Sorry, George. For the discerning witch or wizard. And muggles. And squibs. No discriminations here. Well, no trolls. Fuck trolls! On today's episode, our topic is... McGonagall. And of course, our reoccurring segments brought to you by us nerds... Katie. Laura. Kate. And most importantly, me, Craig, seeing as I'm the only wizard among these witches. Now on with the show! In, uh, in Harry Potter news, there's a new Fast and the Furious coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird way to start the episode. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> That's a better way. Yeah. In Harry Potter news, there's a new Fast and the yeah. Furious coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to the, to the main bit. The main bit. Right. I didn't so see when it was... What's the pun this time? Is it is the it pun? just Hobbs and... Fast 10-year seatbelts. <gasps> I think it's on I think it's at Fast Nine. Yeah. No. But, but there are going that's to be ten. amazing. Yeah, I read Hold that somewhere. I did not come up oh, with that. Damn. I was like, copyright that now. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> you could do Fast Nine year seatbelts and everyone would be fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> Just to set up for ten, but so yeah. are we having a viewing party? Absolutely. The Rock and Nathan Station. I'm yeah, excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. And that means more Helen Mirren, probably. Ooh. Ooh. She's, yeah. Very good. Jason Statham's. Statham's <laughs> mom. Stan? The mother of the station. <laughs> Remember when we looked up how to pronounce Statham? And it was Statham. Stat- Statham. Statham or yeah. something. Oh. I've been saying Statham. The old English. Statham. Statham. Well, I guess like... Uh, Statham. I need some ham. Stat. Stat. <laughs> Did you guys, when you first moved to Toronto, because you're all not originally from Toronto, spoilers, <gasps> um, did you guys have, like, that first year of university or whatever, struggle with some of the street names downtown? Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I still was, like, for years and years, I was, like, Strachan. I yeah. called it yeah. Strachan mm-hmm. instead of Strawn. Yeah. yeah. And, like, or Tecumseh. Tecumseh. Yeah. Tecum Seth. Everyone I used to say Osgood used to... Spadina. Yeah, Spadina fucked me up. Osgood and Ozington for some yeah. reason was tough. I still get Dovercourt and Davenport Mixed fucked up, up in my brain. Yeah. yeah, me too. Especially when I'm in an Uber trying to tell people where I live and they're like, that's not a cross street. And I'm like, it is. I live there. <laughs> and then five minutes later, I mean, I pipe up and I'm like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean Dovercourt, uh, not Davenport. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Actually, in the Sorry, five stars didn't <laughs> five stars? have five the stars? voiceover for, me? For, yeah, for each yeah, stop for like a really long time after we finished university. Oh, remember I, that one guy? Yeah. Spadina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the subway stops always fun. always had something. Yeah. But the streetcars, yeah. like, they don't. within, like, five years, I would say, have, have like, the voiceover now. But I remember when I was the job searching, do, I, I don't think the old ones do. I got lost a lot on my way to interviews because mm-hmm. I would be like, I know I need to get out at this street. Or, like, someone will have said the name to me and then, like, I'll see the name on paper and not make Connect the, the two. connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was tricky. Hmm. It's nice that it's more accessible now. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were able to go outside today without risking certain oh, yeah. death. I know mm-hmm. we complain a That's lot about the, the cold on this podcast, but we actually had a blizzard, like a oh, fish blizzard and polar vortex this week. So I got and a uh, day home. Nice. Oh, wow. Mm. Guys, I, I powered mean, I through that blizzard home. hard. But I went to the computer store. Oh, damn. I went to the bulk store, and I went to the grocery store. Damn, Why? You work from home? I know, <laughs> but I needed things. Uh, yeah. All right. Also, it was pretty nice. Was I love evening. blizzards. 
evening them. it was like whipping Got wind and ice pellets. It was yeah. horrible, yeah. 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 So cold. But we have had a reprieve and now everything is going to melt. Mm-hmm. Snow everywhere. Like all of the roads are now one lane roads, even yeah. if they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one's cars can get out of wherever they parked. And all the northeastern states are dealing with this as well. Yeah. Northeastern. Yeah. Welcome to Canada. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Honorary Canadians this month. In sadness. Uh, <laughs> and in Vancouver, they're selling tulips. Fuck off, Kate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, let myself out. <laughs> no, come back. We need you. Um, yeah, we got some listeners uh, <laughs> who have reached out and said that they finally know uh, the feeling of their nostril hairs freezing together because mm-hmm. of this polar vortex that we've experienced, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say you're welcome, but I enjoy the sensation. <laughs> it's the really the only good thing about it. Yeah. It, you gotta you gotta find happiness wherever yeah. you can. Because <laughs> the thing is, if you breathe through your mouth, then you cough. You cough, and mm-hmm. like the wind gets taken out of you. Like yeah. the air doesn't it's want like, in your body. It's and like your body a dementor, like stealing yeah. your face mist. It's like oh, thank your face you. Mist. <laughs> it is. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it feels yeah. like. So like it's nose like hairs comparison. hugging, good thing. All right. So welcome back. Let's <laughs> just start again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take all that. Throw it out. Is there any is there any news that we want to address? Other than about? this cold, I don't think so. I'm gonna be an ant again. You are? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's so exciting. I got told last night. <gasps> that's so exciting. I know, that's not really podcast news, but I'm really excited. You only have the one brother, right? So yeah. he's having another kid? Yeah. yeah. Another little one in the oven. Oh. What's the of first the uterus? What's your first <laughs> The oven of uterus what's um your first nephew is it nephew niece. Or niece niece yeah she's one and a half and what's her name her name's scarlet may oh that's right mm. and she's 100 percent my mother's side of the family so my maternal side and which means she's gonna be like a super independent opinionated badass woman i think but, you have to be with the name scarlet yeah mm. you just it just doesn't work out yeah yeah but that side of the family is also we're both loud Besides, but that one's very loud and is very stubborn, and she's mm. already showing it. Oh, it's very funny. I'm like, haha, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. You created the other side of the country now. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Never sit still. Always busy, busy, busy. Where we, uh, other side of the family, name redacted. No, <laughs> <laughs> like to sit down and do nothing <laughs> for long periods. <laughs> we get that. You make more sense now because you're both. Yeah. <laughs> You have periods of yes. busy, 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 and then, like, comatose. Yes. That is me. Uh, speaking of uteruses. No, all right. Noise, noise. Uh, we all like, have them. <laughs> Aaron Helliwell <laughs> sent us some images with uh, weird oh, yeah, things we said yeah. uh, last episode. Super and I, cute. I've asked her if we can post them. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, CSI Hogwarts, season one, episode one. A Apule here. <laughs> or god, ah i accidentally vanished my uterus <laughs> these are our quotes oh my god <laughs> like don't remember any of us saying these things it's great no i remember katie saying a pule here <laughs> i remember vanishing it was like period you're you're yeah but if you accidentally get the wrong area oh. or something <laughs> right. okay it's coming said back, that. It's coming yeah. back. So, we yeah. did say things <laughs> All right, Aaron, the story checks out. Pull as a candle, will like, you? She did something nice, and we're like, we never fucking said that. <laughs> I remembered them. Yeah, good but job. Yeah, thank you. Those are very Yeah, fun. they're cute. That's nice. Points to Griff. She's mm-hmm. a Griff. Griff. Whoop, 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 whoop. Points to Griff and Dor. 
Guys, it's February. Yeah, one month into 2019. This is going to be the um, the Love Day episode, it I is. think. Oh, this is going to be the right episode before, before mm-hmm. uh, Valentine's Day. Lovely. Last year, no, it was the year before that, we did the fanfics. Oh, right. Oh, I think geez. last year at this time, we were just super seasonally affective disorder sad. Mm-hmm. That was definitely Seasonal like both our effect. January episodes. That's the thing about super, super cold is it was very sunny all week. That's true. So if you were lucky enough to have your desk at your office by a window, mm-hmm. I felt very sunned on. I sat in a sunbeam on Friday for like five minutes and then I cleaned my house. Mm, that's I was nice. like, dang, it does work. <laughs> <laughs> the sun-like thing they speak of. That's nice. This is a weird intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we yep, cut yep. it down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Let's continue. <laughs> All right, for Meet Your Messers today, we are going to choose someone from the Harry Potter world that uh, has never been a teacher, but you'd like to learn something from them. Like if they taught a class and they'd never been a substitute or anything, uh, who are you lining up for? Laura's got her hand in the air, so... She's looking very happy. She can go forth. Guys, imagine getting (laughs) taught muggle studies by Arthur Weasley. Yeah, I was thinking that too. He's so cute. Yeah, he'd be the fucking best. Yeah, he'd be the best. He'd be the best. He'd be so happy. He'd be like one chapter ahead of the class, though. Like, he'd be learning as he goes as well. I don't think he'd be regimented. He would just, like, bounce off the walls. He'd be like, okay, and um, the rubber duck. Okay, I have to tell you all about this. And it would just be, like, anecdotes constantly. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, he he knows his stuff, I think. He just doesn't Mm. really know the naming exactly because... Yeah, he, like, fixed up a car or something, like... Yeah, he took it apart and then yeah. put it back together. And- like, yeah. that's got a lot of know-how, like, of just, like, mechanical, like, how things work. Yep. I think in the movies, they sort of dumb him down a wee bit. Yeah. But I think he's actually, like, pretty brainy about it. He just says things like, oh, they run off electricity, do they? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, so it's cute. so fucking sweet. No, he would be the best. And, yeah. like, the best teachers are the ones who actually care about their yeah. subject matter. And Definitely. nobody cares about it like him. I think it would be really interesting, too, like, if you could have, like, alternate timeline versions of yourself, I would want to take the class as a muggle-born and also as someone who grew up in the wizarding world, mm. just to see what the difference is. It's so cute when Hermione does that. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, it's like listening to someone gossip about you. Oh, my God. Like, mm, well, <laughs> actually. Actually. It's like whenever any Canada or Canadians are mentioned in pop culture. media, they have pop culture, whatever, I'm always like, huh, what? <laughs> yeah. That's so are you nice. talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just happy to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy to be mentioned. It's cute. If yeah. that isn't a tagline for Canada, then I don't know what is. We're just happy to, to be, be mentioned. mentioned. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one, Laura. Uh, that was my heart's desire as well. But I have like so many that I'd love to be taught from. I think. Maybe like I was thinking like Tonks as Defense Against Dark Arts would be Ooh, awesome. Yeah. That'd be wicked. Like she's a super good or like she fought on the Order of the Phoenix. Then she's cool too. Like she's like relatable. Mm-hmm. And like she could be like a Hufflepuff head of house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd want like disguise or like some sort of wizard theatrics to be a course because I think she'd be really good at that. Also, yeah, like you couldn't get away with anything because she could just like metamorph Magus. Yeah. As like. 
a student. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And just like fuck but she around or whatever. One of those teachers that looks like a student. Yeah. Like, you know, there's yeah. always yeah, that twenty-four year old at the yeah. high school, and everyone's like, "She's so cool. I want to be just like her. She is like us." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she just graduated. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, just oh, like wicked I don't bad imposter. Kids really like me. I don't know. Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. That would be awesome. I was also thinking about like Molly Weasley teaching a home ec type class. Oh, that'd be nice. I know like that's kind of like, oh, and the, you know, homemaker has to teach home ec, but like. Bitch she, knows her shit. She knows her <laughs> shit. Like she cooks for a family of like an nine. <laughs> and An army of redheads. Yeah, an army of redheads and, and handled Fred and George. So like no one would be able to get away with anything mm-hmm. in that class. Mm-hmm. And everyone would just love her. I think that'd be sweet. And then people would know how to cook because when they're camping in the seventh book, they're like, the we don't know how to fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're eating like shit off the ground. <laughs> like, don't eat don't, shit off the yeah, ground. Don't. PSA. They can like get <laughs> a Patronus, but they can't magic cook. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit not good. Like you can't even Wingardium Leviosa grilled cheese. <laughs> Come on. Leviosa you cheese. You need to have a grilled cheese already to, in order to Wingardium Leviosa grilled cheese. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in the flipping process. <laughs> oh, right. Just hands free. Just shoot. Minus but. the hand on the wand. <laughs> <laughs> really, it would take a lot more energy. See, we really we need Molly. Because <laughs> 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 you have to, like, channel magic through your wand. Yeah, Ron's got grilled cheeses stuck to the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. all. <laughs> soup. Craigers? <laughs> Uh, I think a joint class between Kingsley Shacklebolt and Mrs. Fig, uh, <laughs> titled Living Amongst the Muggles. What? And it'd be like a, a PI kind of, you're, you're gathering info, you're like a spy and, <gasps> uh, uh, fitting in, even though you know this magical world exists, or maybe you have, you are magical. This is a spy class. Yeah. Oh my God. Mrs. Fig would essentially just be like. Get you, cats. You play the long game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do nothing different until that one day you're needed, yeah. and then you write a really nice diary entry. Yeah. Make yeah. them think you're crazy. Honey, get a bunch of cats. And, and it'd be get nice to listen to Kingsley talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's smart. Yeah. He's got a nice voice. And he's got, like, living amongst, like, political muggles, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Fig would kind it's of be like, like a guest for one day. Yeah. yeah. And he'd he'd be doing most of it. I like <laughs> it. It's like an anthropology class. Yeah. But it's not necessarily muggle studies because it's no. like I feel like that would be more like a class in like Ilvermorny because Yeah. Or at least in, in the Fantastic Beast worlds they're they're quite separate from muggles. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No magic. We say muggles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's a really good one. Yeah, I like that one. I like all of them. Blending in. Cases? I think mine would be when you, you when you get up to like upper years university or into like masters or PhDs, you get into like really really thought provoking small intimate classes, and I'd like uh, like a really really small intimate class with Dumbledore where we just get to ask him. He's like, been a teacher. You're yeah. cheating. <laughs> yeah, to choose someone oh, who thought... wasn't a teacher. Oh, I thought it was like. <laughs> You can finish. Your, I like your where you're going. Though. I want to know oh, what. He, yeah. Well, he wasn't <laughs> a teacher during the Harry Potter books. He wasn't a teacher then. He's just a headmaster doing other stuff. He wasn't even paying attention to the school for the most of the books. Kate, you got me at the edge of my seat. No. <laughs> Dumbledore's telling us. I thought we could choose old teachers that are not teachers anymore. 
Well, Fine, go. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, the rules are never the rules. True. <laughs> it's I very loosely listening. followed. <laughs> I also wasn't listening by my own admission. Um, yeah, where we just get to ask him like really, really big, deep questions, dark or good, of just like stuff that you're not going to get taught in school in the younger years or like stuff that's like, so, like more of a university level and like stuff about like, <laughs> like the power of love class? taxes and like taxes. how it works or what he's learned and like about the stone and about different things that we've heard rumors of exist how time turners work all that kind of stuff that's like hush hush but oh. like yeah i don't know just so, like, a, so it's basically it's almost like dumbledore's books should have dumbledore been. <laughs> teaching almost like dumbledore teaching dumbledore's army in a way Hmm. That'd you know? be cool. Which unfortunately never happened. So you know? yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. So like maybe not all defense spells, like because that was what Dumbledore Army started with. But moving into more like, here's the shit they don't want you to know, or here's the big topics, like like the power of love and the magic of love. Well, sort of like the conversations that Dumbledore has with Harry, Harry but exactly. like with a with a class of seniors. Yeah, I would hmm. like that. That'd be nice. And maybe it's like only like ten of the top seniors like 10 of the people that are actually interested doing really well like an elective class yeah you like you want. a slug club but a yeah like a slug club but club. academic academic yeah. slug club yeah that's good hmm. i also just think an intimate class with him where he's just like teaching something really deep and then it's like let me show it to anybody like, <laughs> or maybe he brings in like a really rare magical creature like we get to work with a phoenix one day or something like stuff that you I would be happy across. if it was just always oh, well, the phoenix. Yeah. Phoenixes always come to Dumbledore's mm. in times of need. <laughs> Dumbledore's. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go back there yet. Didn't show up for Ariana. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> oh. Daggers. Maybe it is now. That's funny. <laughs> Way to go, Laura. Whoops. Laura Maybe. has the sickest burns about crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> she has good. the sickest burns. Maybe we're going to find out that uh, that's why he ruined it. Stupid Credence Clearwater. Survival. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> do, 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 looking at Dumbledore. <laughs> what even is this episode? I don't know. <laughs> Well, we have a lot of fun doing it so <laughs> at least we're having a good time like, yeah. it's good that's all right. yeah. good, all right. good options <laughs> good options all I think that that would be a more fun Hogwarts if I was to. sticking to Craig's rules I'd pick modem 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 I got Laura she just, it just went up her nose <laughs> she just spit takes are you okay are you okay modem <laughs> Modem. Modem's a me. witch. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not Modem's even that bad. A witch. That's good. I barely have brains today. I'm sorry, so, King. You were saying? If I was just trying to say stuff and we're like, oh, oh I fucked it up. I caught my own fuck up. No, it's it good. <laughs> it was good. You're all going to be grossed out by this one, but I would do like a co class of Madame Promfrey and Molly Weasley and teaching magical midwifery. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like magical birds and the bees because I was like, yeah, yeah, those kids got real horny and they all lived. Oh together, yeah, sex so. ed too. needs sex to ed, be a thing. Yeah. I'd like to do just yeah. the birthing portion. Birthing who, portion. Who would be the worst person to teach sex ed at Hogwarts? Snape. No. Gildor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I was kind of going the same rules, like not, Damn, not a current teacher. Neville. <laughs> 
Neville. Um, are you? Uh, I don't know. Um, He's got those underwear photos now. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he would actually be very yeah. endearing. I say like, like fudge. Ugh. Dolores Umbridge. But she, yeah, she'd teacher. be like, oh fuck. I'm bad at this game, Craig. Yeah, Umbridge it's and one Filch. Just like, and I'm bad Filch. at the games. I like Filch. Hagrid. I feel like Hagrid would just... teacher, Kate. <laughs> I'm just labeling bad. Well, she said Snape. Yeah, I know. I brought it up well, after that. I didn't know that. we were going for the non-teacher <laughs> rule still. I added that after. Oh, God. <sighs> Craig makes up rules as it suits as it him. Goes. Yep. Fair enough. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, McGonagall. McGonagall. Minerva, if you will. If you Named will. after her grandmother. Ooh. Mm. Didn't know that. Or super unoriginal. Come on, parents. Yeah. Is her middle name Rose? McGonagall <laughs> Rose? No, Minerva Mag- McGonagall Rose McGonagall? <laughs> uh, I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Rose. Rose is her mother? I can't remember. It is her I, mother, yeah. I could yeah, scroll right. up in this wiki, but I don't want to lose my spot. I think spot. it's her mother. No, she's a stand-up babe. What a fucking she's babe. the most level-headed and teachery teacher in Hogwarts, I'd say. The she's most, the most teachery, teachery teacher. teacher. Well, she's like, like the most best teachery teacher. has something going weird with them. Yeah. Flitwick? Like, yeah. He's like a little, a little bit Sprout? like a... Sprout's crazy. She's covered in du- dragon dung. Like, I love Sprouts, her, but... Sprout's like the cool teacher. Yeah. And Flitwick like is like teacher. the funny teacher where he's yeah. like, he's kind of like the Miss Frizzle a little bit where he's like, yeah. let's okay. make mistakes and do crazy charms and stuff. Whereas McGonagall's like, learn your shit. Yeah, do your homework. Like, like, college level professor. <laughs> yeah. To be fair though, Transfiguration's super exacting. So you can't yeah. be like loosey goosey with that. Like you can't teacher. be super creative. You gotta be like on your shit. I what yeah. else she teaches. She must teach other stuff. I don't think so. At least I don't think so. No, I think she's just a transfiguration teacher. Yeah, just, I think most of them only just. teach one like subject. Hmm. There's so few. Yeah. yeah, there's really not that many subjects. Yeah, I mean she's also head of house, so she'd yes. have other duties. Yeah, and Quidditch organizer, I guess. That, no, that's Madame Hooch, isn't it? That's just the head of house. Yeah. Bit. Hooch has got to have something other than flying lessons. How does she nope. get social room and board study. for the Gym entire year? Studies. Maybe she doesn't, though. Maybe she just flies in. I guess, yeah. She's just at the hogshead the rest of the time. Well, I think she's only there Maya's for games well. and when first years need to learn yeah. how to fly. I don't think... that uh, We've talked about it before. Like, what's her deal? Yeah. Why does she... <laughs> what, Welcome what to the topic about Minerva McGonagall. Yeah. What's the deal with Madame Hooch? Yeah. <laughs> and where does she sleep? Like every, we figured out they have their offices and probably their, like their sleeping quarters above their classrooms or behind their classrooms. Like where does Madame Hooch go? She sleep in the broom closet? Get in the broom ca- closet, Hooch. Ah, <laughs> oh, funny. I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing she's just a commuter. Yeah. She's, <laughs> a, because, she's a temp. Because McGonagall used to live in a cottage in Hogsmeade. Oh, and right. she'd go yeah, to the school, right. and then when her husband, her late husband, passed, she moved, she moved back right. into the school to be head of house. Head of house have to live in the school, probably. Yeah, because oh, her room must be in the Gryffindor Tower. No, it said first floor on this thing, anyway. Mm. But yeah, wherever she lives, like she's there now, and I think all she does is teach transfigurations and deputy headmistress stuff, mm. and then oh, finally right. headmistress. But so, would yeah. she still teach? If she's head mistress? No, I don't think so. I don't think you can. Yeah. Like, cause like Dumbledore didn't. I don't think any head of house did. Snape didn't. You're just administration or not head of house, at any, that point. Um, teacher did. 
teach after their <laughs> headmaster. Yeah. I think she would have made a good one afterward. Oh, for sure. She's the only one with a level head. Yeah. Like, leaving Harry Potter with the Dursleys. I'm going to second guess that. Yeah. Like, smart lady. She's the first character we see. Like, the first wizard or witch we see magical in mm-hmm. the books. Mm-hmm. She's pretty fucking cool. And she's a cat. Mm-hmm. First in the movie, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The linchpin of the series, we'll call her. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Because, like, the thing is, like, she's the reliable version of Dumbledore. Yeah. Because yeah. she's actually there. Like, Dumbledore is very, like, unapproachable. Or, like, She's very to... grounded. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's unapproachable very... in her own way, though. She's just, like, more intimidating, I suppose. But, like, yeah. Dumbledore is literally not there a lot. Yeah. Dumbledore is, like, the cool dad. Yeah, he, like, flies in and he, like, has, like, sick jokes. Yeah. At the, like, he says, like, nitwit, blubber, oddment, and tweak. And then he's like, yeah. Everybody loves me. <laughs> and she's just like, I roll. Yeah. yeah. And her el- emerald cloak is yeah. amazing. I just want to someday, like, go to one of the, the filming locations in, like, a big emerald cloak and just swish it around and mm. just, like, for a second pretend for that I could minute. ever be that amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any teachers that were similar to... Yes. And what did they teach? History. Mrs. O'Sullivan. History. Okay, she was that's like, a good one. She was so cool and like just so smart. And she was like f- kind of strict. Yeah. She just knew her shit. She was funny. She just like had that feeling of like intelligent competence that mm-hmm. you're like, I will follow you off a cliff. I <laughs> loved her. I loved her. The McGonagall of my school would have been married to Professor Binns. <laughs> And what did she teach? Uh, She taught biology and chemistry, I believe. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Did you guys have a McGonagall type? We had a type that I never had her because I switched schools. One of my elementary schools, the grade seven teacher was walked the halls and everyone feared her. Like she was very strict, very proper, always like properly dressed, everything Mm. ironed and perfect and was really nice, like highly intelligent, really nice. But like you do not step out of line when Mrs. Carlton was walking down the halls. And so everyone kind of feared her a little bit like, but I never had her as a teacher. I had like my grade four teacher was like if McGonagall had everything the same with softness to teach young children like elementary school children because my fourth grade teacher was like she was british she was super proper so well dressed so just like beautiful looking wore the most gorgeous out like we just used to like fawn over her as little kids and had that very like keep toe to line you know and was super smart we did the funnest projects but she had her name was mrs kind Oh, my God. Yeah, and she was also, but she had that softness that you need to work with children, like young, young children. So that was probably like my closest. Like a bit closest. of Molly mixed in, maybe. Yeah, but Molly's got also like a playful roughness where Mrs. Kind was mm. very gentle, nice. very gentle, but you knew to toe the line, you know, like yeah. you knew what was right and wrong in that class. This is kind of making me wonder in general if being stern and strict is a survival mechanism to make sure that the kids don't eat you alive or do you really enjoy the power of walking through a hallway and knowing that everyone fears you (laughs) or is it both i think it could be both when it comes to mcgonagall i think it's her gryffindor the first bit yeah like Mm -hmm. i need to be strong and brave 
yeah. or else the kids will eat me alive. To be honest, like every teacher that I've met like that has actually been like had a heart of gold and like super big softy if you've ever sat with them one on one. And yeah. I don't know if that's just like the humanization, like actually being able to connect with them. But like when they see you just as like student number blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, you're there. I'm here. Let's keep this professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's its weirdly cold in a way, but then, like, I don't know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I felt that way, like, when watching the movies, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, McGonagall, like, she's a hard ass. And, like, it's the second she takes Harry aside and, like, has that little, like, twinkle and her little smirk and everything, you're like, oh, I know about you. Yeah. Have a biscuit, Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, even that first bit where you're, like, you first meet her and she's, like, as you said, second-guessing mm-hmm. Dumbledore's decision to leave Harry with these horrible mm-hmm. muggles who she's been looking at all day and be like, um, yeah. they kind of suck though. <laughs> like, yeah. she is the voice she's of reason. She's got empathy for sure. Yeah. But like, she's also super judgy because she's like, hey, yeah. muggles. And we're like, well, we don't super know that much about them apart from, I guess, JK's scathing review in the first paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfectly normal. Thank you very much. Which I think Dumbledore both knows and ignores because he knows he couldn't leave Harry there if he thought about it any longer but he's mm-hmm. like i have to do this and it was his, his best protection against yeah. voldemort like voldemort would never know yeah. like he's like i don't want to know what's happening mm-hmm. i have to do this mm-hmm. i better. feel like another one of dumbledore's biggest fuck-ups is not trusting mcgonagall more because mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like mm-hmm. he kept her in the dark about a lot of stuff and i'm yeah. like yeah. she yeah. could have been his be, hermione yeah, yeah. except really he treated her like a sidekick rather than um an equal, equal. yeah exactly well, and he did he always did he taught her, e- even though she's he taught Harry seventy. Too. It's true. Uh, he taught Harry. There's what? Well, he taught Harry a little bit. I mean, only because he only needed because to he the for the chosen Voldemort Juan. stuff. Yeah, but chosen Juan. Juan. I can't speak for teachers, but I think no matter how Do it. old speak it, for teacher, the I'll speak for my mom. Maybe. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. that's uh, right. No matter how old your student gets, you're always going to see a little bit of that kid you taught or that young adult you taught so right. i think there's a little bit of that's why it's so hesitation. weird to run into your teachers at the lcbo yeah. and you're like we we all drink we, we knew you drank cool. yeah like <laughs> you had to fine. deal with us yeah <laughs> i just like i feel like she could have helped a lot more oh, i mm-hmm. i completely agree i understand that like dumbledore was trying to do this like compartmentalizing thing where he's like only harry ron and hermione can really know about the horcruxes and mm-hmm. i guess snape a little bit but he doesn't even tell snape the whole story he's just like harry's got to die can't tell you why trust me <laughs> that's all harry's gotta die <laughs> I can't, can't tell, tell you why. why. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> but we're going to cry. What is this episode? <laughs> Time to say bye. No, <laughs> the quickie mart is real dough. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. Just to, just just trust her a wee bit. But like, I Although feel like that maybe he was just like, someone needs world. to run Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. While I'm so. off. And yeah. it protects her. Well, he would think it protects her. In a way, did not know what's sure. going on. It, it probably did. Especially when the Death Eaters take over Hogwarts. He's like, no, you have to stay. You have to be in control as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So do you think Dumbledore would have had like a fatherly love for her if he like taught her and spent like all that time with her at Hogwarts? Yeah, and yeah. that would be maybe why he would be shutting her out of this? Is that reading too far into it? It might be, but he also says like he feels very paternally to Harry. Yeah. Although Harry, he, he doesn't have any choice in that matter. I think yeah. really. he's kind of like a father to all. That I know is. a father, if you. I think yeah. he's like, yeah, like a, he's a protege, protege, like 
like Mad Eye Moody was to Tonks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, well, and McGonagall followed in his footsteps almost mm-hmm. directly as well. I'm just like I'm just wondering if we've been left out of a really nice storyline. Yeah, maybe that just but like I think, didn't make the cut. Yeah, I think it's mostly just to protect and not have his secrets out because he's so keep everything close to the chest. If he didn't have any reason to tell her that beyond like, if I'm not around, you're the only person I trust to be in control of Hogwarts, then mm-hmm. why risk that by telling her something? Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's, that's a good point. Like if he keeps it from her and let's say, well, he's away, the ministry storms the castle or the school or whatever, then and if she really doesn't know then there's no amount of truth serum that they can give her. That's true. Yeah. You know, like if she's running the whole school, keeping the kids safe and just legit doesn't know what's going on, then everybody's going to be safe in the long run kind of thing. Him and McGonagall and the children. Yeah. So that's, that's kind a of a good point. point. I keep forgetting about truth serum because I'm like, she'd never crack under torture, <laughs> but it's like, you're not always given that. Yeah, there's magic. Yeah. That <laughs> opportunity yeah. to crack or not. You just, yeah. you can't lie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that makes or sense. Or Voldemort I, came, broke through or I don't know. But. Yeah. She's the best fighting chance, kind of. And you yeah, would have thought spell, so. maybe it's because <laughs> like she's so so smart and competent and gifted that it's yeah. just like be too obvious that she'd be his like second in command, really. Yeah. So yeah. I guess like, maybe I feel it's like keeping Dumbledore her safe. probably had a lot of second in commands though, just like because of the whole. He's like, you're actually my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But he like gets yeah, drunk with each he of them separately. A where a ton of people. <laughs> I, I think You're she's my a little first, more special second than in that. command. Everyone thinks they're Dumbledore's best friend. Yeah. yeah. That's well, how he builds Dumbledore's army. Yeah. He's, he's just like, a bunch of best friends. I love you. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I love you. I love you. That's nice. Yeesh. <laughs> McGonagall. I want to get drunk with Dumbledore. Oh my God. <laughs> right? And McGonagall. I want to get drunk with yeah. McGonagall. Yeah. yeah. I want to see her, like, loosen that bun a little. Yes. Yeah. Uh the wiki has a photo of her young with her hair up, and she's like a babe. Well, yeah. Have you seen by Maggie Smith? I, I know we've mentioned it, but like yeah. the dolls that they made for you tell, yeah, like you the, said the Harry Potter Barbies or whatever. Like <laughs> McGonagall, though, real nice, fucking babe. Yeah. Well, even the person they casted for her potentially twice in Fantastic Beasts was looking great. Mm-hmm. Potentially twice. Well, it's still it is still like unclear if the second figure we see is also McGonagall. Oh, yeah, like the... Because they don't the ever clearly years. say it's not. And, like, JK alluded to it, and it's, like, it's a whole messy oh. situation. Mm-hmm. The second want- figure, like, in the early eight- 1900s, and she's in the, like, really 1910 dress with, like, the little bun on top, not the green. Or is she wearing green in the... Not the Defense Against the Darker class when they're running right, right, right. in the courtyard. Yeah. They don't say her it's name. It's the flashback. Yeah. Rather than... The real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McGonagall, show these people mm-hmm. out. You're my secretary oh, right. for some reason. Yeah. We're both yeah. equal teachers, but I'm yeah. going to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. Bit weird, Dumbledore, but whatever. So do we want to go into that? Like, does anyone have any theories that, I don't know, could mean Minerva is at Hogwarts at the time, even though she's supposed to be a child? No. Oh my God, she had a time turner. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> oh the most God. obvious one. Hermione, this is my little secret. I mean, I got it from the ministry. Uh. Well, what if what if she'd had one that she used too much that aged her? I don't know. It's just insane. Like, I I think it's just honestly a a big mistake, a huge mistake. But it's what it's again one of those things where the movies really treat like book canon as if it's a a suggestion. It doesn't really like. It's like, but it'd be cool to show it, and then they just do. 
They don't well, care. that they that care. means that J.K. doesn't have control, or yeah, or she doesn't care. Yeah, because they throw piles of money at her, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." It's just know. weird to me that a fandom nowadays would make a mistake like that. That's why I don't think it's a mistake. I think mm-hmm. they did it, and and J.K. was what probably like, um, you know, she's not supposed to be alive, and they're like, no one will care, and she's like, well. All right. I, I don't know. Like, I, or she's backtracking no, for some reason. I think it's part of the story. That We're going to find out something. Mad- Madonna yeah. there. Like, <sighs> it's just weird. Like, why? why? I don't Again, know. Again, that's but... just like this weird fucking... Like, you're just going to be haunting what if... every Comic-Con for all eternity for anyone who didn't read on... Does he ever say Professor McGonagall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he calls her. Damn it. Yeah. She yeah. could have been a prefect. It's the only the flashback when the kids are running that shot that they don't say the name of the teacher, yeah, but she, like, she's wearing everything McGonagall, like bun in hair, young, beautiful woman, is yeah. very strict, has this little Scottish accent, like it's... Mm-hmm. It's McGonagall. And I'm all for like sending a wave to like the original series, but like do Just it without ruining like it the original series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was... It always comes back to Grimes. <laughs> always fucking comes back to Grimes. Grimes. Do you think that McGonagall as a child paralleled Hermione? Like, do you think she was, she's obviously the, probably no, one of the top of her class. I think she was a troublemaker like Fred and George. Yeah? Really? Yeah. Uh, so I read a bit on the wiki. Uh, her parents, her mom was a witch and her dad was a I'm muggle. I'm sorry, you said that wrong. Ma'am's a witch. Mother was of magical descent. Come on. Shut up, Fred. You're being so, <laughs> so stubborn right now. <laughs> You get off uh, on being withholding. <laughs> and Look her at dad you getting off. <laughs> what? Her dad was a reverend, right? Like he was in the spiritual religion business. I, <laughs> spiritual How do you describe that business. from an agnostic I mean, background? I don't even know that. But I'm um, in the religion business. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Her mother didn't tell her father until. Uh, and he burnt her at the stake. Oh. No, they stayed together. Oh, oh that's nice. Uh, Minerva's displayed uh, noticeable signs of magic in her earliest hours. So that oh, should damn give you a little magic. So she's super powerful, super smart. She made her father's bagpipes play themselves. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the cutest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> terrifying if it's like quiet in the house and all of a sudden. So bit is, of a nasty shock for him when he found out. crying baby and then this fucking bag of pipes starts wailing louder than you. <laughs> I'd be like, what? He was a Presbyterian minister. So because uh, Minerva was showing all these magical signs, she told him that they were both magical and they stayed together uh, and had two other sons, Malcolm and Robert Jr. And they were both magical. Whoa. Damn. Minerva has brothers. Yeah. She lost one in the war and uh, the first wizarding war and also the love of her young life, which had been a muggle that Mm -hmm. she turned marriage down for. A job at the ministry because oh, wow. she didn't think she'd be able to tell him oh, yeah, and follow in her mother's footsteps down that rocky road. So she mm, said no to that. Road. And then he died along with his wife and children in the war. And then that's oh. what caused her to marry her other lover. And then he died. <laughs> oh, she's got so From many venomous tentacular bite, apparently. Oh, Minerva's had a rough life. She has. Sad life. That makes sense, though. She's like a tough old bird. Like, I feel yeah. like you don't get that kind of, like, grit. Yeah. You're a tough old bird. Tough so then old, she went to the uh, uh, magical law enforcement and followed Dumbledore in that and then followed him to Hogwarts. 
I would see McGonagall as like maybe not. Well, no, maybe as nerdy. I do like McGonagall as the prankster, but I would see her like Hermione that like standing up for the rights of things and stuff as a young young girl at school. Like, I think Did she you was know highly that? motivated. Yeah, and I think yeah, maybe like, not a little spew, but something like that. Maybe, but I think she was more focused on herself and mm. her career, and yeah, she's a career woman. I agree, Smart lady. Like, I think that yeah, I think she's she'd probably be a lot like Hermione, high achiever. Yeah, and I think which is Hermione. Yeah, they've they're sort I still of kindred. Think she'd be more spirits. of a Ginny. Mm. Yeah, like kindred making spirits. it with all the boys. Could be, but she's so she's so brainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she had to be at least a little studious. Yeah. But she did play on the Hogwarts Quidditch team. So oh, she did was, she? She did. What was she chasing? Let me just double check that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, she's a McGonagall the Jock. Love it. Yeah, I yeah. love how much she loves Quidditch, and like that's like such a a super fun moment in the first book when she is like Potter, come here! Like after Harry is caught mm. flying. And then she's like, I found you a new seeker. Yeah. Like, you're going to be on the fucking team. Like, it's just, that's the nicest. That's the first glint that we have that she's like, not like a regular mom. She's a cool mom. It's also how we uh, <clears throat> meet Oliver Wood. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It's a, it's a burnt into my memory. <laughs> that scene, um, <laughs> I know it well. Yeah, I know it well. Nasty little boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura. You're so Thank you here, for that gift. here's the reason why she has such a rivalry with Slytherin. Uh, she she's played for the Grif- <laughs> yeah. Gryffindor Quidditch team, uh, but suffered a nasty fall in her final year of foul during a Gryffindor versus Slytherin match, oh, which decided the fall. Quidditch Cup winner. She got a concussion, several broken ribs, and a lifelong desire to see Slytherin crushed. Whoa! <laughs> so she's also So also it, it actually crush. doesn't say what she played. That's the diagnosis, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like you have and, a couple broken ribs yeah. and a lifelong desire to see yeah. Slytherin be crushed. And <laughs> a very Humphrey. unhealthy grudge that yeah. means you'll be like a weird hockey mom to like 11-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> weird than Snape's. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. I kind of like love the relationship that she has with Snape. It's like, it's rivalry, and she obviously is like, I want Slytherin to go down, and they have this, like, back and forth a little bit, like, Snape is jibing her sometimes about, like, quit it shit, but, like, they are profession as hell. Yeah. They are so I could never picture them, like, like, shoulder shrugging each other and then like giggling on the sidelines but like i also want to see that happen no, no, no. they'd be walking to the quidditch pitch like down a narrow hallway and like trying to get ahead of one another yeah. and just be like no yeah. i'm getting there first yeah <laughs> until it's like a full-on jog yeah. Yeah. yeah i i think they're both a little jealous of each other mm, yeah for sure because with the dumbledore because they both think yeah. that they're dumbledore's best friend exactly. they are yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're a triad. Like, and where were you last night? Oh, you know, just at three broomsticks with Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, like, mm, yeah, well, guess where I'm going tonight? <laughs> he told me he was busy. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm washing my hair. <laughs> I've Snape. got a lot of it. <laughs> Snape. Yeah, yeah he right. didn't wash his hair. He did. He needs to learn how to scourgeify that shit. That's it. Really, is it though? They both thought they were Dumbledore's best friend. I like that we're really getting to the root of the issues here in the books. Just who's whose best friend? Yeah. <laughs> it's all just mean girls. But like, across need a the hierarchy board. chart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Butterbeer is a carb, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so filch. Stop <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh. <No. laughs> 
How do you guys think, and especially Kate, because hmm. representation, but like about how like McGonagall as a rep of Gryffindor? Because I love it. I freaking love it. Even it- though she was a hat stall between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw? What well, a hat stall. Well, so yeah, Hermione. she was. What's yeah. a hat stall? So hat stall is when it, the hat ta- sorting hat takes a really long time to decide what house oh. you are. And apparently she, hers was like four minutes or whatever. She yeah. was sitting there. I like, like that. Da, I, think, da, da, da. I think it's just the hat has a bad signal sometimes. <clears throat> well, it's like buffering <laughs> for a real <laughs> long time. Hermione did down. have a lot of hair. Immediate with Hermione. Take your bun down. She's 11. <laughs> it wasn't. You don't think she had a bun? Yeah, she probably had a bun. <laughs> it wasn't uh, immediate with Hermione, was it? No, it took no. a wee bit, no, but it didn't take no, no real long time either. So, But yeah. But she's not a head of house. Yeah. I know, but she sees the, the brilliance in them. The hat saw the brilliance in both the yeah. smart ladies. Mm-hmm. No, I, think I she love it. Yeah. I love her as a head of house. I mean, she's the strictest one, but I think she is so, I guess because of this Quidditch background, she's got... Um, so much like good competitive sport in her like she's a com- competitive person it's like mm-hmm. a clean game yeah and she yeah. but she'll like she'll help out gryffindor secretly like okay you give a little like, well she doesn't really, really nice. have to be secret about it yeah she is in control of yeah, true. their team well i mean who, ca- They're who like bought harry that first room her bias yeah. isn't subtle so even though she's yeah. the strictest teacher being in her house mm-hmm. would be pretty cool yeah pretty she's great. very loyal yeah also, I want to get dancing lessons from McGonagall. <laughs> oh my god, that's adorable. I'm happy with Sprout. Happy with Sprout? That's yeah, a good one. For, for dancing lessons? Oh, yeah. Although I think Flitwick would be the best. Flitwick, Flitwick would be Flitwick. very fun, <laughs> but I don't know that I would learn enough. Snape. Guys, Snape, though. Come would on. Be the worst. The worst. You'd be like, do not. Oh my dancing. god, I'm kind of mad that we didn't get that scene. Yeah. But I'd then rather. again, most Slytherins are like proper they'd know they'd be like i guess for lack of a better term the upper class so they'd be like debutantes that are like one two three one two three they're like i've already had like eight cotillions (laughs) no i think she's a really cool gryffindor although i think she's a she would be a really cool ravenclaw head of house too because like Mm -hmm. she is so brainy and so strict yeah. But I think it's nice that she's Gryffindor because, like, if we talk about the good sides of each houses and the bad sides of each houses, I feel like the bad side of Gryffindor, like the Cormac McLaggen type, mm-hmm. if, like, the head of house was more like that, it could just be totally the, like, jockey bro house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is, like, so sad if that happened. Yeah. But, like, McGonagall is, like, so fucking kind-hearted yeah. and smart as a fucking whip and, like, no nonsense that I feel like she keeps people in line because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're like they're the adventure house and i feel like they could get out of order real fucking quick yeah, whereas ravenclaws sure. would just be like um i'll do what you say i'm just gonna be in the library for yeah. ever so i'm doing homework tonight yeah. and every night okay yeah. thanks bye is there anything else mcgonagall related i do believe that like women can live a wonderful life alone as themselves not in a partnership but like there is something that's like not that she doesn't have a community or whatever, but I just don't want her... They build her up in the books of, like, then retiring and living alone with a bunch of cats. And not in the good way, like, a, you know, in a little bit of yeah. a, like... She's been... She's lost two loves. Like, I want her to have another great love. I want her to have companionship in that sense. Not just companionship in this weird student-teacher relationship she has with mm-hmm. Dumbledore. Like, I want her to have equal companionship with someone. I think McGonagall, at, like, the core, she's already had two considerable loves in her life mm-hmm. and now she's like you know what girl mm-hmm. let's do you let's read a book in the bubble bath let's go get a butter beer at uh, three broomsticks like shoot the shit with madame rosemarida like 
Yeah, I think she's, it's hard because, like, I think, yeah, like, well, while she's teaching and stuff, I feel like she has at least a lot of social aspect. But, mm-hmm. like, it does really bum me out to, like, think of her retiring and then just be, like, in a house by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her social aspects know. with kids. Because, like, well, and other teachers, but, like, yeah. a limited amount limited. of yeah. adults for sure. But, like, it would be really nice. It The magical community is very small. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe she moves to Godric Hollow and, I'm like, just, just being, is a nice, nice lady. But even if she kept her know. cottage in Hogsmeade and, like, yeah, just, like, like was a townie like during yeah. the summer. Then that's nice. Yeah. I would have loved a scene in the fourth book, like, during the tournament. I know we get, like, um, Madame Maxine's, like, that little romance story. And we get a lot of romance stories with the kids. But I would have loved a little scene of, like, someone from another school a teacher from another school flirting with Miss McGonagall and like in front of the children because she is a babe <laughs> and her being like, oh my goodness and like, enough of that. And then, but like kind of smirks or goes away yeah. and just like, hmm. like even if nothing comes of it, like just showing her. Well, she kind of does that with Hagrid. Yeah. They dance together and she's no, all right. smiles and. He gives yeah. her a kiss. Yeah. yeah. And that's adorable. It is that's adorable. adorable. That's right. I guess they should get together. <laughs> oh, I'd love that actually. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really weird marriage. That would be weird. I, I think don't know if I that would be a companionship. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have their own you know bedrooms. What, what yeah. would be even better in my mind, which I could see as a show, similar to Grace and Frankie, yeah. her and Sybil Trelawney. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, sign me up. <laughs> I'm so in with it. I love Grace and Frankie so fucking much. Yeah. That it's is so a good. really excellent show. So like cast away with that. Yeah. Ooh. Deal. Dan Fonda would be like a dope McGonagall. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Unreal. American McGonagall, but like mm-hmm. super dope. Yeah. Lily Tomlin would be a dope Trelawney. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was going to say, they're like the Ian McKellen and Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. For ladies. <laughs> and yeah. one is straight and one is queer. And that's wonderful. I like that. Yeah. Good way to end on McGonagall. Well, I wanted to go around and say... Uh, oh, what's favorite your memory? Favorite, yeah, favorite McGonagall moment. Because mm. there's a lot to choose from. And there she's is, the yeah. fucking best. One of the my favorites is, I think it's only in the movies, is when uh, she's talking to Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and she's like, why is it always you three? Yeah. When something's <laughs> fucking up, yeah, it's always you. And then yeah, Harry's yeah. like... To be honest, Professor, I don't know, or yeah, whatever he did. says. Yeah, he's but like, I've I been asking myself the, movies, the right? same question for the last yeah. five years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a good addition. Yeah, that's really good. I like all of her backhands on Lockhart. Oh, they're good. <gasps> so good. Yeah. yeah. If anyone had, like, the biggest head ever, just being in the room with McGonagall would automatically make them wither and, like... Mm-hmm. I don't even think she does much, but she's just like, bitch. Well, she please. doesn't have to. And he's like, um, yes. Yeah, like when she's like, weren't you saying that you know where the Chamber of Secrets is, Lockhart? Yeah. Like, yeah. why don't you Yeah, go she's out? such a fucking troll. Why don't you go <laughs> do that then? You say it so fucking much. Yeah, yeah like she's so fucking he, funny. He'd be smart enough to know that she would see right through him. And he was either, she's overheard this when he's saying it to someone else, or he just can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, wait, you heard me say that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Uh, I'll do it. I keep going back and forth because there are so many that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think maybe my favorite and one of 
the best moments in the fifth book is the career advice yeah part mm. where she's like i will make sure harry potter is in order if it's the last thing i do and she just like stands up and she's and i just fucking love the way she treats umbridge with such yeah. disdain yeah. and like you were so fucking beneath me yeah. and mm-hmm. like i am smarter than you i she knows her game yeah from the fucking get-go yeah, yeah. and her like ignoring her or be like would you like a cough drop dolores is like yeah. just so fucking <laughs> yeah. sassy like don't yeah. cough at me bitch she, yeah. she like it's like one of the rare moments where she like really sort of loses her cool like in front of a student mm-hmm. not like yeah. at a student mm-hmm. being like yelling at them but like between like her and another teacher having beef and she's still trying to be so professional yeah yeah it's also those moments as a young person reading the books those moments are like so incredible because i remember this feeling like you hate this person so much or something is annoying you so much and then when an adult justifies it when an adult's like yes that person's evil or that person's annoying yeah you think you're even more justified because an adult agrees with you yeah it's like as a young reader reading the books when you're so annoyed with snape or uh, lockhart or um dolores umbridge and then when mcgonagall agrees it's like yes there's an adult on our side like i remember that feeling like like maybe yeah. she was harsh to you or something yeah. like that, but you're like, oh, we agree about that. Yeah, yeah. evil lady. Yeah, it's really affirming and like vindicating mm-hmm. to come across something like that because it's when a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I think an adult has your side on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you just because like, like you power. can you can make so many excuses. You're like, oh, I'm annoyed because of this and that, and like if you're right. like super self aware, you might be like, oh, okay, it's it's probably just because I'm hungry or something like that. But then like or, the like, second you much. get another take on the thing that like is just irking you so much we don't get nearly enough of it but whenever she's a cat just chilling in a room and no one thinks twice of it and like boom she's mcgonagall she's there and she's like i've been listening the whole time yeah Yeah. Yeah. i love those moments we don't get nearly enough of them and i think it's so cool that she's a becomes a cat like her animagus is a cat because like if someone walked in the room was like what the fuck is an elephant doing here (laughs) like a cat at hogwarts is seen everywhere so many Mm -hmm. people have cats right Mm -hmm. and so she just can be like sneaky anywhere and then be like oh hello it's really a human i kind of want to see that scene that first scene where like harry and ron were late for transfiguration Mm -hmm. but from mcgonagall's perspective just being that cat on the desk like watching students trickle in and then Either, like, most of them had to have known that that was well, her. Because, like, yeah. what's that cat doing at the front of the room where the teacher usually is? I'm guessing they were late enough that she was halfway through her demonstration. She's like, oh, okay, maybe, I'm going to yeah. turn into a cat now. Yeah. Zap. Like, oh. Still, like, then, that's a super badass way to start your I class. And also just, like, testing to see how much the students respect your space. Yeah. And, like, authority being, like, are they going to be little shits because they don't think I'm here? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But then, like, there's a cat, so obviously something is up. Yeah, well, and, and it's your first day at a magic up. school. Like, yeah. They don't know yet. Yeah, it's like yeah. Trelawney saying someone's going to die. It's just yeah. her shtick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene when she jumps off the desk. And it is pretty badass. Yeah, and the fact that she could, she became an animagus and, like, did it the right way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Dumbledore didn't even fuck with that. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't, because it's it seems just a super convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like... I don't see. Yeah. I don't see why maybe, not. Maybe maybe you have to allot too much of your brain towards being an animagus, mm. and then or Dumbledore's maybe, like, "I need that hard drive space." Uh. <laughs> or your your thoughts change too much while you're in animal form. Hmm. You become more animal. It's true because, like Sirius said that, or maybe it's just about stuck. his emotions or something. But when he was in 
um, Azkaban, he was like, the Dementors could sense that my mind wasn't as complex as a dog. Yeah. But they thought I was just going crazy, so it doesn't ma- didn't matter. Yeah. Mm. And he used it to, like, cope with that. There's a lot of great McGonagall moments, like yeah. the, I've always wanted to use that spell oh my and God, stuff like that. Oh, my God, that's the nicest. Mm. But when she comes to Trelawney's aid, yeah. I, yeah. I love that's, it. that's her true character. Yeah. Or like, wands up when Dumbledore yeah. dies. Spoiler. She- She's just got. <laughs> That's where we draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> you she thought he was back in Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> no, he's gonna die. He's yeah. g- everyone will die one day. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. But McGonagall will raise a wand for you. Those moments are yeah, her true yeah. character. Like her, she is kind to the core. Where like qu- Snape is always a question right. until the very end when you really learn his true tale. But like you know from book one, page. One, that she is good to the core. Yeah, she actually cares. Maybe yeah. page three or Maybe four. Maybe page when two, she's yeah. <laughs> three or four. I don't know for you. Yeah, if I Little recall, later. page one was a short paragraph. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And then the page turned over, and then there was more book. <laughs> if I recall As correctly. Most books work. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, those two moments when she stands up for Trelawney. Ooh, that makes me even more want the spinoff of her and Trelawney living yeah. in a weird beach house somewhere. Yeah, Fanfic. Nice. Fanfic, though. <laughs> Grace and Frankie. Minerva but like, and- yeah. And like the the fact Sybil. that Sybil, thank you. <laughs> she's just she's just such a fucking class act. Mm-hmm. Like even when she's like, they have that first day of divination, and she does her transformation, and nobody's like, Woo. yeah. She's like, wait, what? That was fucking amazing. Why aren't Why are you guys all bummed out? Yeah. <laughs> and then like she finds like, oh well, Trelawney just predicted Harry's death, and she's just like. And like you she can tell she's like she's so mad, but like she like just keeps it together. Like she's yeah. just such a fucking class act. Mm-hmm. Like she's... I want to be her when I grow up. I never will though. <laughs> Do not have that commanding presence. My dog doesn't listen to me. <laughs> That's because no... you love him so much and you treat him so good. I just he takes advantage man. of you. You know. Yeah. yeah. He, he takes you for granted. He does. Back to McGonagall just quickly. No. She's she's also just like a linchpin of the story because everyone's had a teacher like her. It's true. And Super related. You're reading about this yeah. fantastical, magical school Beast. and she's kind of grounding it in reality. Well, it's yeah, it's another one of those things where like J.K. Rowling has just like taken a snapshot of like a personality that we all know, just like we all know an Umbridge. Yeah. Or we've all encountered them. It's like we all know a McGonagall. A stern teacher. Yeah. Who who's like is respected, very competent yeah. and just yeah. 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 And I think it helps the story in a lot of ways. So to you, Minerva. To you, Minerva. To you. Minnie. No, oh, Minnie. Minerva Jill. What? What? <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna call her now. And on that weird note. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, go. We are ready for a quiz, a quiz and gamma, oh, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> we are ready for a quiz. Oh. I don't know. Just, just wait. Hermione? <laughs> She's the only one who's ever ready. That'd be I am ready. <laughs> okay, so you're True. going to give me who's speaking, who they're speaking to, Whoa. and why. Triple like, threat. what why? they're referencing. Why? What's a why? Well, they're they're asking this person a question. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. Why are they mad? Okay. So here's the quote. 
What did you go running to McGonagall for? Montgonagall. What? <laughs> what did you go running to McGonagall for? <laughs> Not because he did that. It's gonna have to stay in. Yeah. There'll be no clean way. <laughs> I like it though. What? What did, <laughs> what did you go running to McGonagall for? Who's speaking? Who they're speaking to? And why? Mad. Yeah. Once again, the quote is, "What." Did you go running to McGonagall for? Okay, I have three answers. Oh. If you can call them that, so judgy. Okay, so Laura had a bit of a thought process to her answer. Very good. Uh, Ron speaking to Neville or Hermione about Fred and George Weasingtons. (laughs) Who's the narc, though? (laughs) Who's the narc? Ron to Hermione about the wheezes, as final an answer as we'll get for now. Yeah, I think that's a Weasley wizard wheezes. Going to the about going to McGonagall about Fred and George experimenting on the students okay. from their prefects. Got that. All right. Kate says, "Ron to Hermione. Uh, it's definitely Ron who is mad. He's mad because Hermione Ron's went to McGonagall, <laughs> I mean, which right. is in the question. So no, <laughs> I pinned you in a corner." <laughs> And Katie said, uh, Ron speaking to Hermione, why mad? Firebolt go bye-bye. Squinty face, shocked face, sad face, pooping face? Yeah. What's Firebolt go bye-bye? Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I, can, I can explain further. No, I got no, it. provide more it. detail. That's plenty. No yeah. points for anyone. No. Uh, you got it right, Katie. Yay. <laughs> it's Ron talking to Hermione, who let McGonagall know that Harry got a firebolt for Christmas. McGonagall takes the firebolt because they think Sirius Black sent it. Right. And they are, of course, right. Right. Ah. But it is not cursed. I thought she would have just been like, bitch, I bought him a Nimbus 2000 with my entire savings. Because mm. that is an expansive broom. But the Nimbus got broke, so yeah. it's not yeah. like it was just a replacement for replacement. Sake. Yeah. No warranty so, on that thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whopping Willow Trump's warranty. <laughs> yeah. McGonagall's a smart lady. She would have gotten a warranty. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll say five points for getting uh, uh, Ron and Hermione and an extra five for knowing it was the Firebolt. All right. For your uh, bonus question, Ooh. completely unrelated. Tell me who says it and who they're talking to. Double. Oh, double that's quiz. just another quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus question, a.k.a. another quiz. Here we go. Wanna go bobo me? Wanna what? Wanna go bobo me? Oh, it's from the fucking Scottish book. Nope. <laughs> no, it it's when the boys are asking out the girls. Oh, yeah. Wanna go bobo me? It's Ron, Ron asking Fleur. I have texted it. With his mouth full, right? You're saying Ron and Fleur as well? Yeah, it's Ron asking Ron asking Fleur. So it's, want to go bow with me? Sorry, said Cho. Oh, oh, Terry. And Katie texted that in, so she gets What's 15 What's he saying? Wa- He's want to go, wanna to, the go to the ball with me. But it's all one word, and some letters are missing. So. Cho and Harry. Uh, that's your uh, romantic February Aww. 1st. That's nice. I will never Christmas. not picture that gif of um, Daniel Radcliffe dribbling pumpkin juice down his face. <laughs> that's yeah, really that's good, good yeah. yeah. Like, that's the perfect accompaniment for that se- segment. One of the saving graces of the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. One of many. Be cool. Wet chins. <laughs> Wet chins. Right. Who doesn't so that's like it? 15 for Most Slytherin, yeah. 5 for Gryffindor, and 5 for Ravenclaw. Well done. Thank Ravenclaw. you, Craig. <laughs> 
I'll never do Anytime. better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ravenclaw. Uh, I'll never do hey, better. Hey, it's, it's the long game. You just got to get points. Okay. It's true. Ravenclaws. Slow and steady. It. All right. And Castaway, we already mentioned it. So we're going to do uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. And they are, of course, Grace and Frankie. And they will obviously be McGonagall and Trelawney. (laughs) But is there anyone else they could play? Young Lily Tomlin, Tonks. (laughs) I was going to say Molly Weasley. Yeah, now with current Lily Tomlin, Molly Weasley. Absolutely. Even even like more age appropriate because she's... She's in her more golden years at the moment, but um, I was going to say for Jane so. Fonda, she'd make a fun um, Madame Maxime, <gasps> but yeah. also I think she'd make an interesting Umbridge. Like if Umbridge yeah. wasn't such a toad, mm. like if she could be a fancy lady instead, mm. I think she probably wouldn't be as infuriating. She'd probably just be like scary yeah, um, yeah. more than anything else. But yeah, like hot babe Jane Fonda umbridge would be kind of a weird take yeah what about uh, lily bellatrix lily tomlin yeah, yeah. bellatrix lily yeah. tomlin is like her whole mm. she's all comedy and she's built on physicality like her whole career is incredibly incredibly physical so like in the embodiment of bellatrix the embodiment of tonks like the goofiness of tonks or i was even thinking like a sprout or a hooch like if she did a cameo as Hooch, oh, with the contacts. Really <laughs> yeah. That would be Like, funny. her comedic timing is just, it's fucking brilliant. Also, the, just their dynamic and stuff. They could be, like, in the far future, um, Hermione and Ginny mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Which is which? Jane Fonda They're both Hermione. witches. <sighs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Laura. It took me a while to get that. I was like, what is she on about? <laughs> I could what is she talking about now? Jane Fonda is an older Fleur, or Fleur's mother, if she Fleur's had a bigger yeah. part. That's a good one. She would. Can she do a French accent? She can. She lived in France for a while, I think. I listened to, uh, if anyone's interested, listen to the um, excellent series uh, from You Must Remember This podcast about Jane Fonda and Jane Seeger. Um, And it's really, really good. She has had a life. She has. But uh, I really like the idea of them being Bellatrix and Narcissa, though. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. That would and be I think fun. That'd be really, it would also really be kind of nice if they were like cameo characters, more like um, from Hogsmeade. So, ah, like uh, Jane Fonda could be yeah. Madame Rosemarita, and then Lily Tomlin could be like Madame Puddyfoot or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so cute. <laughs> I love it. I'm really in. Yeah, and then they could just be like na- like shopkeeps who like neighbors. We're yeah. from the village, and then like they they close down their shops, and then after hours they hang out. See, like I don't <laughs> care about the Marauders or anything like. Show me that story. Yeah. <laughs> be way, way more fun. Yeah. Like the Golden Girls of Hogsmeade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As like it. a TV series. Like, I'd we'd fucking love that. So mm-hmm. fucking into it. Like, Just all the same established, like, up. universal rules about the world, but it's just a, a sitcom in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing to do with the canon of the story. It's just like, we know that these are the established magic things, but here's a comedy on top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I want. <laughs> I like but yeah I want to see them in a, like a new characters they're not replacing a character in like a wizarding old home old oh. folks home yeah characters <laughs> from other shows that are in Slytherin I don't know that's hmm. very sad your original song. right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can tell because I had no idea where it was going 
Um, for new listeners of podcasts who are like, why does she do that? Well, fair enough. Good question. <laughs> it used to question? be the theme song of whatever we were talking about. Well, it, it always used to be made up. True. But I honestly don't, I can't recall the theme song. It's usually if I can't recall the theme song or it's a movie or something like that, then I just make up a song um, and I sing it for no reason. Nobody asked me to do that. Anyway, now we force you. Now, now, now it's a it's a requirement. Um, so for this uh, character, who is a Slytherin from another show, uh, I have chosen. It is a me suggestion again. Father Ted from Father Ted. What is that? <laughs> so Father Ted is a show about um, these three like priests that live on an island in like a small island in Ireland. And it's, like, really, really funny. It's, like, it's kind of like um, Faulty Towers type okay. um, humor. Uh, but anyway, it's really funny because, like, these priests are fucked. Like, one of them is, like, super, super, like, child brain. Just very, like, an innocent boy, but he's really funny. Um, the other one is always drunk, and he only knows, like, five words. <laughs> and he looks like a monster. <laughs> he's all He's all fucked up. Uh, Father Jack and then Father Ted is like the main guy but it's really funny he's like very sort of like selfishly motivated and he has like all these grudges with like other priests and stuff and like very competitive and stuff but he's also like really funny genuinely like kind-hearted like wants to help out his friends and that kind of stuff but he's also like he gets caught up in his own image at some like sometimes one time he like wins an award and he spends like hours Right. Well, he writes this whole speech about everyone who's ever fucked him over. <laughs> and then that's like his whole thank you speech is like hours long of just going through and like the most petty things that he can think of. <laughs> and it's really, really funny in that way. Um, so he's like maybe a little bit more of a like typical Slytherin. But at the same time, he's like the main character, which we don't see all that often. Um, and uh, he's genuinely very likable, even though sometimes you're like, oh, you're such a dick. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, here are some clips. So he's already having an affair with the sister, and this is when his wife is seriously ill in the hospital. Wow. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? <laughs> so who does he make pregnant but the babysitter? <laughs> so now he doesn't know whether to stay with the wife, the sister, or run off with the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> and when's his next confession? Tuesday. <laughs> Brilliant. Now all you have to do is get out of the plane, climb onto the wheels, so you're underneath the fuselage, and attach the line. And then we're saved? Yes. So I just climb out of the plane and... Uh, hang on. What? Uh, I climb out of the plane? Yes. I wouldn't trust anybody else, Father. You've already proved you can keep a level head. Then I'll do it. But Ted! Dougal, I love all this. When everything's going okay, I keep imagining all the terrible things that can happen. And now that one of those things has actually happened, it's just a rush. I feel fearless. Like Jeff Bridges in that movie. I haven't seen that one. Not many people have, Dougal. It's probably a bad reference. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. Every year, the Catholic Church gives an award to a priest for outstanding achievement. This year's winner is someone who's overcome controversy in the past when rumors of financial irregularities threatened oh. his career in the No, 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 no! But following a fair investigation, no formal charges no. were ever made against him. But it was just resting in my account. Even though authorities were confused by what they saw as bizarre irregularities in his accounts. Not enough of that now. But he's overcome all these personal setbacks to become this year's golden cleric. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Father Ted Crilly. 
Well. <laughs> well, well, well. I, uh, I see some familiar faces here today. Some welcome, some not so welcome. It looks as if I've had the last laugh on a lot of people who really didn't think I had it in me to become a brilliant priest. Well, what I say to those people is, look at me now. <laughs> yeah, the good thing is that, like, that show, it came out in the 90s, and it's like, it's all on YouTube now, like, every single episode. So cool. It's a very good, like, brainless show. If you're like, I just want to watch something and just have laugh a good track. time. Yeah, <laughs> laugh track. I just I don't want to laugh, laugh alone. No, <laughs> I want to act like there's friends with me. <laughs> act like... <laughs> Yeah. I'm just acting. Act. Yeah, <laughs> acting. Imagine if I was in a room with friends. Imagine. It's, it's right now, guys. It's right now. I, I do really like the idea of a Slytherin priest, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially when it comes to confessions. Yeah, that was really That's funny. That's funny, yeah. Like, just telling the story of this mm-hmm. guy's confession, and that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. And, like, they have this long-running joke that... He one time was like, he had some like weird embezzlement charges that like comes up every now and then like, oh, like, remember, remember the time when you took a whole lot of money from this thing? And he's like, it was just resting in my account. Like, <laughs> I was just moving it between accounts and that kind of stuff. And it's, I don't know. Like, he's just, he's very funny. He's very like witty. Like, he's really quick with um, comebacks and like just saying things and thinking on his toes yeah. and that kind of stuff. So... Cunning, if you will. Cunning, one could say. Resourceful, yes. Yes. But like in the end, he always sort of does what's right. But in the whole series, the episodes never end well for him. (laughs) Or really anybody. But like he always sort of loses out at the end. And it's really funny. But I think uh, he's definitely a Slytherin. Slytherin priest. First priest. Yeah. First religious figure. Yeah, I think so. So now it is time for a Mary Boff kill. Uh, This is a... Uh, workaround or a different kind of version of it. This is a suggestion from Lizzie, who is a grief endor. So points to you, my dear. Mm-hmm. So this is like a media-related Mary Boff kill, but it's sort of like a be banished befriend, but not. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> very descriptive. Um, we're going to choose one of these uh, media-related places to work at, one to subscribe to, and then one to get rid of. Yeah. Hope it folds print is a dying media um <laughs> so the three ones are uh to choose from are potter watch which is the um the radio show that they uh they do in the seventh book the quibbler and uh the daily prophet work at one subscribe to one get rid of one i would work for potter watch because i like freelancing so i feel like you could travel around and there's no like real subscription date it's like pop up when you need to Hmm. have your little hot take (laughs) um and then you get the fuck out and then no one knows who you are either so you can just be like doing whatever yeah it's like being a secret agent but like witch style like witch style and podcast style so (laughs) i I kind of want to be side flap so oh god yeah not this again I would subscribe to the Quibbler for laughs and for material on Potterwatch. <laughs> and I would banish the Daily Prophet because I wouldn't want to work there. It's a daily newspaper. That's a lot of work. And there's a lot of ads, and I don't like ads. It's It had a good run. Hmm. Print media. Yeah. <laughs> I would get rid of Potterwatch because I don't want to be in a war zone, and I don't want to be 
in a stressful time like that. Sounds mm-hmm. yucky. I don't want my friend to be running. So I get rid of Potter Watch. I would work for the Quibbler, and I would subscribe to the Daily Profit for wonderful fire starter and a constant <laughs> supply of wrapping paper <laughs> that is recyclable. I'm a little stuck. Do you need help? I'll just talk it out. <laughs> I'm sort of like having a struggle of like, do I want to try to work at the Quibbler to like change it so that it doesn't just talk shit? And it's actually, like, interesting, sort of like how it is with, in the seventh book, where, like, Xenophilius is, like, like supporting Dumbledore and that kind of stuff until, of course, they take Luna. Or not supporting Dumbledore, but, like, supporting the Order of the Phoenix and that kind of stuff. Like, he's more of, like, that champion of, you know, the rebellion as well in that in that setting. Uh, no, fuck it. I'll just get rid of it. Flush it down the toilet. It's It's useless. <laughs> It's is it useless? Like every time Luna says something that people don't believe her, it comes true in the book. Like Thestrals and like there's so many things that people make fun of her for that they actually end up being in the book. They don't make fun of her for Thestrals though. It's like the yeah they were bigger things horn, which is true. That is real though. Yeah, Yeah, no, but she thinks thinks it's something different. She's like that's the crumple horn snorkak. Yeah, but it's an erumpent horn, and that's why it blows up. Yeah. yeah. Um but like no like the Quibbler's shit like it has is like is Sirius Black really a singer named Stubby Boardman? Is oh, right. is yeah. like, like a... got like fudge controlling people or, or is he like it's with a, a secret army yeah. of heliopaths? It's like, like TMZ right? but like without the it's malicious like, intent. It's like <laughs> na- it's like the National Inqu- yeah, National, National Enquirer, Enquirer where yeah. it's like bad boy scene and stuff like that and it's like yeah it's not though like yeah. it's all bullshit though. Scene. Yeah like and there's there there might be like some things where maybe it is true like maybe there is a crumple horn snorkack like no one's ever seen one but it's horn certainly maybe. isn't on your wall. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, that seems rather harmless. But then there's, like, other things that are, like, these are just lies. And it's, like, the uh, alien show. Like, the Ancient Perez Aliens. Mm-hmm. It's like, but what if... Oh, my God, yes, that show. Oh That's why I'd work for them, because I could write anything. Could you could. Like, It'd be a yeah, really LOL, easy LOL, job. LOL, LOL. We need articles. Like, this is brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, it just needs conspiracy theories yeah, and like right? that's it. <laughs> but I don't know. Like the, again, like they do sort of change into like a force for good at at some point. But uh, eh, whatever. I think that I will work at Potter Watch because because I'm there. Samesies? Yeah, I'll work with Laura. <laughs> it seems pretty. Like I, I'm not a very, I'm not like a writer, quite obviously, but I can <laughs> talk bullshit for a while. So <laughs> I feel like that would be okay. And like sometimes I think like what would I do if. I was in wartime or something like that. Like, how would I show my support or, like, do you think... Like, I don't think that I would be capable of fighting. Like, I don't know... I don't know if I would or not. I guess a lot of people don't until they do or sometimes they don't have a choice because they're uh, drafted or whatever. But, like, I feel like that's something where it's, like, I would help, like, use media to help support people who are fighting for something I believe in, especially if it's, like, like, I don't know. It just seems, like, rather... It seems kind of, like, fitting to my cowardice. It's like, (laughs) I will hide behind a microphone at some secret location with a nickname and pray to God you don't find me. But it seems like probably the easiest way to go. And then I'll subscribe to the Daily Prophet because they have other things. They have, like, sports scores. And maybe there's a fashion section. I don't know. Like, I know that Fudge... I thought you were going to say, like, a crossword or something, but you went with sports and fashion. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to think, like, it is sort of a tie to the wizarding world. 
And it's kind of their only, like, legit news outlet. That yeah, they, they don't have. really have TV. Mm. They don't have TV. They have a wizarding wireless thing, but, like, they never really mention it. Mm. Or recyclable newspaper. Wrapping paper. Yeah, I don't right? care. But at least you'd have it. Yeah. And crosswords. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Magical crosswords. And a page of cartoons. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the Family circus, but they move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, the style of the Daily Prophet is pretty cool. It is, yeah. Like how it's all like the fonts are all in different ways and sizes. Yeah, it reminds me of that cool. book of leaves. Or yeah, whatever. house yeah, of leaves, yeah. yeah. Anyway, those are mine. I rambled for quite a while about that. I would get rid of Potter Watch because it's no longer necessary. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Let, leave the Potter Boy alone. <laughs> <laughs> Potter Watch. Harry and Ginny went to grocery shopping today. <laughs> today on What's Potter he Watch? up to? Yeah. He mowed his lawn. Yeah. When he put the cat out. Maybe because <laughs> yeah. he was sexually harassed. We don't know. <laughs> he appears to be <laughs> off sugar. <laughs> <laughs> He's intermittent fasting. Oh, God. So I'd get rid of that. And then I would... I'd work for the Daily Prophet, but I'd be a cartoonist. Oh, so. Cool. Clever. And it'd just be you like The boy. Simpsons like making that. fun of Fox. I'd just be constantly making fun of the Daily Prophet. Nice. And I would also subscribe to this quibbler to make fun of them as well. <laughs> very nice. That's a good one. You came up with a way around it. That's a good it. one. Yeah, I like that. Thanks very much for the suggestions. Yeah, Lindsay. good That's one, Lizzie. Nice. You will maybe hear more of your suggestions in the future. We're going to spread them out. <laughs> yeah. As will you all. Yeah. So we got um, an email. From our Gryffindor prefect, Alice. Thank Hi, you Alice. Hi, Alice. So she, uh, she's gotten into the habit of taking notes while she listens to our podcast. Uh-oh. Which we expect all of you <laughs> to be doing. Yeah, it, really. By the way. Show your work, everyone. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not all <laughs> Ravenclaws. Like, level of dedication. That's bananas. She's Listen a Gryffindor. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Alice. It's good. <laughs> she's like McGonagall. She probably sat under the hat for four minutes. Brainy. Got real Brainy. baked. I think she's like going for a PhD right now. So like legit, legit brains. The brain's on you. (laughs) Um, So anyway, she she listened to our episode where we talked about uh, wizards shitting themselves. Yes. And uh, so. (laughs) I just love that there are PhD candidates out there listening to our episode about About literal like poop running down people's legs. Like so mad. Um, Uh. Anywho, so she has written. She's also bothered by the imagery of it, but maybe not as much as others are. She used to lead tours in a grand historic house that had the second indoor flushing toilet in the U.S. with a very sophisticated system of rainwater cisterns in the roof uh, for 1820, she says. As you can imagine, we got asked a lot of questions about how people historically went to the bathroom. From what I gathered, extremely wealthy people with huge mansions in the Enlightenment to the Regency eras around like Versailles times. Uh, would go out into their grand hallways and squat over chamber pots, then have their servants whisk (laughs) the chamber pots away. This would have been especially ideal if you were just visiting someone's estate for a party, dinner, whatever, and had no personal quarters and washroom to go to. These were not the conservatives you would imagine who would emerge in the Victorian area that were less, uh, definitely less reserved about bodily functions. They used to watch the king poop. (laughs) During that's, that time. Yeah, that's true. Like he's Literally like, the royal throne. Oh, God. And they'd all line up and wait for him to poop. <laughs> so sad. Like, Indiana. to make sure he's healthy? Like, why? Multiple like, you have entertainment. Did they, though? Yeah, there were executions. Yeah. <laughs> Public flogging. Yeah. I don't know, books. You know, Burning witches. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of so. sex. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if you're not. 
Sometimes. Well, Ooh. good point. Yeah, wow. a lot of sex. <laughs> Got dark, but true. Um, anyway, uh, back to pooping. Given that, many, <laughs> maybe they would use a chamber pot in whatever room they occupied, depending on the company. But I never once heard someone defecating without a chamber pot. And I'd only believe it if someone was talking about legitimately insane figures in history, like King Ludwig or those ridiculous pre-revolution Russian monarchs. Um, in addition to defying human and even animal instinct, you'd have to care nothing about the fact that a servant probably couldn't clean it up and would have to discard whatever fine or expensive thing you just defecated on. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that money is much important. Money is important to almost everybody. So, uh, and she also had a very good um, I- idea for a spell to find out who <laughs> pooped in the hallway if a random turd was found. <laughs> And that is uh, Priori Inconchatum. Yes. (laughs) So two very, very good points. Um, I would laugh harder. I just, I've already laughed at this a couple times today. Yeah, honestly, like, it's so fucking funny. There's a lot of other good points, but, like, I don't want to read your whole email on on the podcast, but it's very funny. Thank you, Alice. You're earning your prefect badge already yeah <laughs> not that you already you already earned it yeah yes. <laughs> obviously you're keeping it you up kinda, you're keeping it up you're making polishing it proud. yes indeed mm. is there anything else happy valentine's day we're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're in the eye of the storm it's bound to get cold again for canada and the northern states so don't worry, you'll hear us complaining. Oh, yeah. If I learned anything from the day after tomorrow, it's that <sighs> the eye of the storm is, in fact, even colder, and we should all be right. freezing to death right now. That was a super sell or Also, burn though. your books. I don't know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> also, burn your books. Also, burn and your And make book. sure you have penicillin for Demi Grissom. So, yeah. Day after tomorrow rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess in other news, we will be taking a hiatus... First ever in three years, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, starting in April, so we'll have three more episodes before we go on hiatus, and then we will be coming back with like uh, shorter seasons. We're still trying to figure out like our format, um, but as busy adults with jobs and such, yeah, it's just hard to keep up the every two week thing. And we do all of our own editing, and obviously the podcast is ad-free, which we like. So we, we do everything ourselves. Uh, not like people are banging down our doors being like, give, like, take, do our ads, take this money. <laughs> do you want an empty mattress? Like, no, we have too much morals, but like, it, it is. Morals. <laughs> we have to, it's, ah. We've gone this long without it, we so I don't morals. see any point in adding ads at this no. stage. Yeah. No, so in lieu of that, we're going to take a wee break. Uh, but we will be back, don't you worry. And you can always listen to our backlog. Although, to be honest, there are better podcasts out there. Like, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Get out while you can. Please unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you guys know when we're or we're coming back. Um, and uh, for Patreon, we will let you know what's going to happen as well with, mm. with uh, Patreon type stuff. Mm. So uh, when we have it figured out. So anyway gonna gonna have a break in the future yeah we just need time to sort of recenter and figure out what we want to do with this thing yeah for all you quibbler writers out there there's nothing going on we're just literally adults that are busy and need to figure out a structure to support ourselves so no writing about or is it or is it (laughs) bat boy scene (laughs) i like that head title what the hell is this bat boy thing (laughs) there was a like a it's like a sasquatch type thing where it was like this 
I think it was like doctored image of like this like the human kid fly? who like looked like a bat. He, like he had like weird I ears, see. like big ones and like sharpened teeth and stuff. Like it was obviously like not <laughs> a real. Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. like it he's was got like his turtle like on because it's cold. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't. Anyway, that is all. Yeah, uh, let us know if you have any questions. Yeah, or yeah, like that we're not going away. Yeah, we're just you can't get rid of us that easy. Yeah, no, no. and no. Uh, you we'll know, be back. If you reach out to us and, and that kind of stuff, you still get like points for the house cup and whatever. Like we'll we'll keep a running tally of that oh kind of god, stuff. Oh my god, this so. is going to be like when teachers go on strike and the kids are still trying to do homework so that they like didn't Grade have a me. year go to waste. I'm ever so clever. <laughs> I want the gold star. Is yes. That is that gum? <laughs> That's all for this episode of Mischief Managed Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. You can check us out on Instagram at Mischief Managed Podcast, on Twitter at Mischief Podcast, and on Facebook, Pinterest, and Tumblr, and all other social media platforms that we know of. We post rarely. If you want to get in touch, send us an owl at mischiefmanagedpodcast at gmail.com and check out our Patreon for the Cursed Child parody readings and all of our other bonus content. Mischief Managed was co-created by the head of house Aaron Ronald and original music by the deputy headmistress Devin Highland. And as always, mischief managed. What else? Mm, plugging things. <laughs> After talking about poop? Yeah. I shouldn't have said it. I'm You're just going to talk your way out of this one, are you? Yes. I'm going to try.